Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. I'm all about living life on the edge, but what kind of bozo plays with fireworks and has a Roman <laughs> candle fight? That is in a trip to the emergency room waiting to happen. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Rothstein, getting ready for the 4th of July, getting ready for the hot dog eating contest. All things that remind us and speak to us about summer. And here to help us do just that is Chris Carlin, the host of this show, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. I, I just got to get into this. Like you were talking with Canty about people fighting. With, what is a Roman candle fight? I don't think it I've ever witnessed one. It was a Roman candle one. fight. This is the kind of guy at, I was probably 19, maybe, maybe <laughs> 20. And we had the two friends of mine and I had these Roman candles. And stupidly, well, let's, let's have a duel. See if we can hit each other. How does one have a duel with a Roman? Can- I, well, I'm you, to you go to a hundred paces, okay, and then you have your back turned and you light the Roman. I, I really don't want to instruct on how to do this. Yeah, I feel like this is a liability. <laughs> this waiting is to fair. Happen. I can't. I cannot stress anymore how painful that Roman candle ball burrowing into my right leg was oh for gosh. weeks. Ow! That's and a- I got what I deserved. I was an idiot. Okay. So, well, yes, we was... don't advocate for playing with fireworks here on no. Canty and Carlin. Just like on Thanksgiving, I always advocate for cooking your turkey outside. We will advocate ahead of Fourth of July. Play with fireworks at your own risk. Don't have Roman candle fights. Uh, one firework that we have seen, or at least the explosion of it in the NBA happening in free agency, is Damian Lillard. And I know that there's a consequence that comes with being loyal. The 11 years he spent with the Portland Trail Blazers kind of panning out that way right now because of the situation he finds himself in, Chris. Wanting a trade, but it not being granted just yet. Do the trailblazers in your eyes, do they owe Damian Lillard by doing right by him, by sending him to the sole destination he has voiced? He wants to go to the Miami Heat. But it doesn't feel like a team that has all the leverage should necessarily cave to someone strictly because they were loyal. No, I listen, you want to talk about loyalty? We gave you a $200 million contract. I mean, there is a degree of loyalty to it, and I think that Dame has been that. But if one team's uh, proposed package to go back to Portland is vastly different than another team's, I'm sorry, Dame, like, you don't have a no-trade clause. So I'm going to ship you, let's say, to Philadelphia as opposed to going to Miami. Now, that's anywhere he's going is going to be a contending team because that's why they're going to get him. But you listen to Wendy, you listen to these guys, and I get it. Miami, the package that Miami can send is not exactly blowing the doors off the place. I mean, I would not be in a hero uh, in a in a hurry, excuse me, to get Tyler Hero in a return deal with the Miami Heat. I don't think that that's uh, you know, an appropriate match. Now, you can talk about draft picks. You can talk about three and four team deals. You're going to have to put it together. 
if I'm the Sixers, I'm doing everything I can right now. I am operating with desperation in trying to land Dame Lillard because I can't screw around when it comes to Joel Embiid in the next couple of years. I mean, Chris, I don't even think, though, that, I mean, like you said, you can't mess around if you're the Sixers. Do you think the Sixers actually have a shot? Because I think they got to also do the three, four team deal thing. If they were going to make that happen, unless for some odd unknown, I could not imagine it reason Portland wanted James Harden, but why? Yeah, I don't think it's Harden. I, that's where the, the three and four team deal yeah. ends up. Harden ends up somewhere else. Um, Wendy and Ramona Shelburne are reporting the Sixers are not trading Maxine no matter what, which, you know, if whether or not that ends up being true when the rubber hits the road, I, I think it's true right now. Um, but if it means getting him versus not getting him, I think it's inexcusable to not make that deal. And if I were, um, you know, Portland's got enough young guards. That's another, uh, that's another really good piece that could go somewhere else and turn that into more picks for Portland, however they want to make that work. I do think the Sixers, if they decide they have enough, have enough. In other words, if, if they decide they're willing to trade Maxi, they do have enough. And I, I don't know what would keep them from doing that at this point. You, you have to go and win right now. Otherwise, I mean, what is it? It's the last 10, 12 years or so are really for a complete waste at that point. Chris Carlin, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, joining us here, as always, this show presented by Progressive Insurance. So we know Miami's the preferred destination. We also know that teams like the Sixers, the Clippers, others have been voiced as potential landing destinations for Damian Lillard in a trade. Take your heart out of it. If you're not trying to send Damian Lillard to the place he wants to go, who do you think is the best – where do you think is the best possible landing destination for Damian Lillard? For him, yes. or, or, or for him, I think it's Miami. But take Miami out. Let's think about other on-court fits. If if they're looking at the best trade package, which again you bring up Tyler Hero, I'm not so sure Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovic, uh, Duncan Robinson, and a couple pick yeah. swaps and picks are really going to do it. Who else makes sense though when you think about the capital and the fit for Damian Lillard? Uh, I've heard he doesn't want to go there, but. Boston is a place that kind of makes sense Mm -hmm. if they could ever piece that together. Um, Brooklyn is a place that makes sense, but I, it it makes more sense for the nets than it does for Lillard. Like if you're Dame, this is about, I got to go win now. And if that's the case, the team that's going to want me the most is going to be the Sixers. And I think if you're paired with Embiid and you have some of the, pieces around them that they do I, I would I would really like the Sixers chances in the East I, I I think it's a little too simplistic to say anybody who gets him in the East uh, automatically becomes a favorite the heat of the favorite if they do the Sixers to me are right there with the Celtics if they do they should they should be slightly better than the Celtics if they do but the thing we're forgetting about here guys is that Milwaukee got their guys back, and that was incredibly important to, to get Lopez back for what he did this year defensively, uh, to get Middleton back, not just what that will mean long-term with uh, Giannis, but their pieces are all back in place uh, with the exception of DiVincenzo. They, you know, 
Milwaukee, no matter where Dame ends up, is going to be right there at the very top again. Uh, Carla, I want to throw one more. I really didn't answer that, did I, Courtney? I mean, you did a good job (laughs) of sidestepping it, but I agree with you. But I'm not trying to sidestep it. It's like I I don't – where is it exactly that fits the best? I think it's probably Miami, but – but the Boston's right an interesting there. one. Can you imagine? Because I, I know there's a whole thing with Jalen Brown and the contract and how tradable that actually is because you cannot extend it on the other end. A lineup that has Damian Lillard, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kristaps Porzingis, and Al Horford coming off the bench. That might be the best lineup on the on paper in the NBA. So I yeah. like your idea about Boston. It's just what do they have to get him? Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't extended Brown yet. Would you trade Brown for Lillard right now? It's a hard it's a hard one to sell, but I think that frankly, I think they've seen enough of the sample size to know that Jalen Brown has had those disappearing acts and moments, and it's not like they haven't floated the idea of trying to bring in a perceived upgrade running mate for Jalen Jason Tatum. Yeah. So maybe that is Damian Lillard, even though he is, you know, considerably older. Thirty uh, gonna be thirty three years old this season and where uh, Jalen Brown is right but now. But the Celtics are about right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the Celtics are about right now, and it is complicated, that relationship with Tatum, if the Portland Trailblazers are interested in doing it and they want to extend Brown, um, I'm sure that Jalen Brown's either, A, not going to extend, or B, extend and force his way out in a year, you know. I mean, but. I, mean it's, I think it's interesting, too, because of the Marcus Smart situation. Obviously, Marcus Smart's not there anymore, and that an- that handles kind of the uber adult in the room, which Damian Lillard would be. Mm-hmm. If yeah, they make that listen, move. And if they, if they are really, truly going to miss him all that much, this would certainly, to your point, might go a long way in helping that. Yeah, without question. One other Dame thing I wanted to throw at you, because I know our, our Mark J. Spears threw out that Dame has a lot of respect for San Antonio. I don't think they do it, but that would make that team a lot better, a lot quicker with Victor and maybe give Victor some success early on. Like That, yeah, but that I, sounds I, so interesting to me, even though I, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I just don't see it. I mean, I have a lot of respect for San Antonio, too. I'm not moving there tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> you know, listen, listen. I, it's a great city, and yeah. I get where he's coming from, mm-hmm. but I, I don't I don't know where that makes sense for him. You can't do that. Again, he's trying to win right now. He has to get to the path of least resistance, and San Antonio is certainly not that right now, especially yeah. – out west with what's going on with the with the Nuggets at the moment. Their entire roster is comprised of guys in their very early 20s. Of course, Victor Wembanyama is a superstar in the making. That's not a team that is expected to win right now or maybe even in the next year or two. If Dame time is on actual time, father time, we'll eventually have a say about that, and we'll see if that ends up how much longer his career ends up, no matter where he ends up in his next stop. Chris Carlin, host of Candy and Carlin, joining Courtney Cronin and Michael Rothstein. I'm so glad that I was able to spare you the thought of the lineup that would consist of Jalen Jalen Brunson, James Harden, and Julius Randle. I am so glad. And I don't even know how this is going to pan out, like trying to create Villanova in – the NBA, I mean, we've seen teams try to do it. The Philadelphia Eagles are doing it with the Georgia defense from 2021. But this team as currently constructed. Did they take a step forward with Dante DiVincenzo leaving the Golden State Warriors, reuniting with Brunson and Hart? Uh, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a better shooter for sure. But 
this this feels like um, beyond smaller than incremental steps they are taking, and they turned around and 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 a big reason for that is how poorly they have drafted and look what just happened. They turned around and traded Obi Toppin for two second round picks, a guy who was a, a top eight pick. And here's what's really going to be tough to take: Halliburton just got the max. The guy they passed to take Obi Toppin pa- passed on to take Obi Toppin. And then you're going to have him throwing top in alley-oops in Indiana. <laughs> so both guys that you didn't uh, either A, make the most of, or B, uh, take in the spot where you should have are, are going to be just absolutely tearing it up together. I Harden is just amazing to me in that people still consider going after him because of the talent and still consider that he can truly help them win. I mean, look at what's gone on the last couple of years. I know how good he can be in moments, but there's no consistency. And then just forcing your way in and out of situations, his ability to weaponize laziness is admirable to me. (laughs) It it truly is. Because to use laziness to get what you want, like that is the dream. (laughs) That is truly the dream, and James Harden has mastered it. But I I can't even imagine if he ended up with the Knicks how massive of a disaster that would be. Oh, that would be – the New York Post and Daily News would have a field day with it every day. Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers might be the one who wants it more than anyone because it might actually take a little bit of attention away from him, at least in the fall. That would be oh man. Now, now I kind of want that to happen, even though yeah. obviously it would hurt you. And it's funny, <laughs> it's funny, Mike, because he was here in Brooklyn and yeah. nobody cared. No, no, no one cared. <laughs> nobody. That's the thing is the like the Brooklyn Nets as as nice of a you know a, a core as they have right now. They're they're never. I mean, they had Durant, Harden, and Kyrie, and they were never ever matched up as the number one team in the city. They can't take over New York. That's that's one of those things that is a myth. Well, it's amazing, too, when you talk about Brooklyn, right? You look, they had Kyrie, they had Harden, they had Ben Simmons at a time, and what, those are the three players that maybe you want least right now if you're trying to, like, really build a winner? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, and they had all of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Mm. All right, let's move on to some NFL. So today, because we are in the thick of list season here at ESPN Radio, part of our Rankem series, today was the top five worst teams that we expect, you know, to finish, you know, 28 through 32. And your list is Colts, Texans, Rams, Bucks, Cardinals. We each had the same number one. My list, Rams, Falcons, Texans, Raiders, Cardinals. Now, mm. now Mike was picking some holes, poking some holes in my Falcons pick because I had them at four. I didn't have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have them all the way at two. This speaks to a larger conversation, I think, on who do you see as the worst quarterback in the NFC South? Because your list would tell me that's Baker Mayfield more than an unproven Desmond Ritter. Talk me into that. Uh, I can't. And and it's <laughs> it's not even so much about that. It's just that, all right, so five to one, to be clear, it was Colts five, Bucks four, Texans three, uh, Rams two, Cardinals one. So with that in mind, um, I think the Falcons are right outside hovering around six, seven, eight in that range. But I don't, for a minute, try to convince you uh, that, I mean, if the question is whether I'd rather have Desmond Ritter or uh, Baker Mayfield, can my answer be no at that point? <laughs> I, I don't want to have either one. I We really could have just taken 
the AFC South and the NFC South and just putting them put them in their own list, right? Number five, AFC South. Number four, <laughs> NFC South. Uh, that's how bad that that whole setup is. Um, look, I I think the Buccaneers are going to be purposefully bad. I I think they are going to be pushing hard in a quarterback rich draft to get somewhere up near the top and find a way to to get a guy. And I think eight, eight and nine. Uh, as they were this past season, will be incredibly disappointing. They they want that number to be around four and five. Um, I I, ju- I look at the Rams, and I think they have a chance to be epically bad too. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll give you a, a just a prediction. Not that he'll actually get moved, but at some point before the trade deadline, there will be a story about the Rams and Aaron Donald having some sort of a discussion about if he wants to get moved and go try to win another one somewhere else before he retires. Well, yeah, he, he didn't retire for this, for this yeah. team, a defense that doesn't have Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, or Bobby Wagner, and this is a point that Mike and I disagreed on. You have a superstar interior pass rusher in Aaron Donald. And then what? You have a superstar wide receiver in Cooper Cup. And then what? You have Matthew Stafford coming off of the elbow injury that limited him last year to, you know, a, an awful season coming off the Super Bowl where he spent most of it injured. And then what? Like, you have a couple star pieces. You don't have the depth. And I think in that division specifically, it's going to be real difficult. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I don't think that – I think with Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew – the thing that people are they're excited about Richardson and I get that um first of all you know they have a really young kid playing left tackle in in uh Rainman I believe is it's how it's pronounced and he's a kid that a couple of years ago was basically a, a walk-on tight end at Central Michigan and now he's playing left tackle uh for the Colts he was the third round pick that's that's fine um but I, with Richardson he has only started one year in college and if we have seen anything over the last few years, the guys that don't have a whole lot under their belt in college, they do not come out and play amazingly well immediately. So I would not expect Richardson uh, to be throwing darts all over the place. And if Gardner <laughs> Minshew is your guy, then uh, I think you pretty much know what your fate's going to be. Well, I mean, Carlin, he was about as accurate as me as a darts player in college. So let's just start <laughs> there when you're talking about darts with, with four, Andy had had At least four, if not five, games where his completion percentage was less than 50%. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm with you. I, I think the Colts are – they're going to be – we haven't done my top or bottom five list, whatever you want to call it. The Colts are there for me, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not buying into the Colts at all in the slightest I thought I, I said it a couple months ago whoever drafted Anthony Richardson unless it was Carolina because I love Carolina's coaching staff that, that staff might get fired because of that move I'm just not there on him I love the traits but give me the production and it, they got they have a lot of coaching up to do in Indianapolis a, yeah. a lot yeah these two places are the, the other place being Arizona like the, the former Eagles coordinators have their hands full. They most certainly do. All right. What some people are going to have their hands full with tomorrow are hot dogs. We mm. know it's hot dog eating contest day. It's going to be all over our network on ESPN2 because Wimbledon's an actual sport, and that's on the primary network. Are you, are you a big hot dog eating contest guy? I know I you're mean, from the tri-state area. Did you ever make it over? I've or? never gone okay. because there is no appeal to me to go to Coney Island in blistering heat <laughs> and hundreds of thousands of people standing around. Um, Nathan's dogs, very solid. I'm a fan. Yes, they are. 
Um, my uh, only thing is I'm pro hot dog eating contest. I just I don't like the way that we're skirting the rules here. It's like, you know, it, it's like finding loopholes in the salary cap to make it work. You know, we're, we can dip the bun in water. Good for Joey Chestnut. Man's made a career out of it. You're going to have a hot dog eating contest. you got to eat it like a hot dog. You don't have to put 10 things on it, but just eat it like a normal hot dog. That's all I want. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, gross when the, the buns pun. start flying. That's, uh, well, you wouldn't want it. You're gluten-free. So, Damn I mean, straight. that's exactly well, like right up your alley. Well, then I'll get you some gluten-free buns. Yeah. I mean, okay, that's fine. But they're so – oh, no, they're pasty. See, that would that would hinder me in, in all right, the, well, uh, the See, here's the difference world. between you and me, Mike. You're gluten-free. I double the gluten. That's what I do. <laughs> That's me. And I just can't stand any of it because I don't like seeing things in gluttonous fashion. But Chris Carlin, he'll help us here with all things gluttonous fashion and disgusting, awful food ideas. Not like that. (laughs) Kenny and Carlin right here on ESPN Radio. I feel disgusting after this conversation. Mike talking about, like, water and buns and, and Carlin talking about actually eating all of the hot dogs all at once. Well, happy 4th of July to everyone out there. Straight ahead is Steph Dunn winning titles. We're going to tell you that next coming up in Respect It or Check It right here on ESPN Radio after Mike has this from Vivid Seats. Here at Kenny and Carlin, we're fired up for the MLB season. Luckily for you, our friends at Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, have great deals on great seats with a huge selection of tickets to this year's hottest matchups. Experience every crack of the bat, every diving catch, and every heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Days into NBA free agency and the fireworks do not stop. Couple deals that went through there today. You heard Christine Lisi in the Sports Center update. But the clock is ticking. We are waiting to figure out where Damian Lillard is going to go, if James Harden's going to get traded, and what the makeup of the 76ers, Portland Trailblazers, Los Angeles Clippers, Miami Heat could look like in a matter of a couple days. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This show, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Courtney Kern and Mike Rothstein with you on this Monday, pre-4th of July. So... Without further ado, it's time for a little Respect It or Check It. Respect It or Check It with Kent and Carlin. There's a lot of storylines out there in the NBA, in free agency, and we're going to tell you how we really feel about it. Do we respect it or are we checking it? Let's bring in our producer, Shannon Penn, to comb through some of the latest. Shannon, where are we starting? All right, Rothstein, I will start with you first with this one. This will be LeBron James' final season with the Lakers. Respect it or check it? Oh, yeah, no, that's absolutely, absolutely legitimate because I think he's got two years, maybe three left in the NBA. And if Bronny James comes out of college next year, like if he's if he's out there, I think LeBron is going to do everything he can to play his last two years or year with Bronny. Uh, the caveat would be he's in LA as long as Bronny's still at USC. So I'm going to say respect it. You know, LeBron has that option that was put into his contract for this very reason. That's 2024, 25, and the Lakers have been preparing for his last season to be this year. That's the reason that they went about free agency the way that they did, why they were so intentional in building continuity with younger players, because eventually there's going to be life after LeBron James, and you don't want to be stuck with bad contracts and aging players that really don't serve you purpose in the days where you're going to be moving on. They're going to try to win with this core around LeBron James and Anthony Davis this year. I respect the heck out of this one, Shannon. All right, the uh, Boston Celtics made a trade getting Porzingis earlier this offseason. So, Courtney, the Boston Celtics have the best roster in the East. Respect it or check it? I respect it, but with the caveat for right now, because we don't know how the landscape of the East is going to change, where James Harden's going to go, and where Damian Lillard might end up if he ends up coming to the Eastern Conference. But the the move for Porzingis, I loved it. The three-team trade that happened about two weeks ago, that creates the spacing on the floor for Tatum, for Brown. And in the backcourt, too, I know they lost Marcus Smart, but Derek White now has a more pr- pronounced role. You can let the ego aside and not having to play next to Marcus Smart where he can assume being the alpha in that backcourt, in that offense. I really like this roster, and again, if they somehow got Damian Lillard, I know he's kind of the key cog in all of this, Mike. Can you imagine what that roster would look like? Yeah, it would be fascinating if they got Damian Lillard, but I imagine they would probably be giving up some of the players they have right now in order to get him, whether that is a Jalen Brown, maybe that's a Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, yeah, I, they, right now, though, as constructed, as good as the Bucks are, the Celtics they do have the best roster, although I do have some concerns about how Porzingis and Tatum and, and, and that might all work down the road. So I'll, I'll respect it for now, but uh, to Courtney's caveat, a lot can change. A sneaky big move, too, by the Celtics this offseason that no one is really talking about. Shout out to Derek White for coming on home. 
I don't know if you've seen it yet, but Derek White went ahead and shaved his head. He is completely bald. It's an area of growth there that uh, that people are not recognizing. It looks like home. a photoshopped photo. That's why people don't recognize it. <laughs> well, I'll leave that at that. He looks like a cue ball. He really, he really. Wow, does. that's aggressive. He does. Look at his head. Anyways. <laughs> All right, hey, Michael. <laughs> Steph Curry is done winning titles in Golden State. Respect it or check it? Oh, this is tough. And I knew it was there because you told me about it. I, I, I'm going to check it because they, they're going to do some reinvention there in Golden State over the next couple of years. I, and I, they're going to line it up for it to be a one or two more runs, I think, at this. What that looks like overall, I don't know. But as long as you still have Steve Kerr and you have that core there and they obviously moved on from Jordan Poole, I, I'm going to check it. I think he's able to get one more out of that, but not maybe more than that. I'm going to respect it, Shannon. They are a contender, but they will not win a title with this group. And I understand this is their last dance. They have kicked youth and development to the curb for now in favor of their veteran stars who are still in their prime, and they've pushed their prime. Steph's 35. I don't think there's anybody else who's pushed his prime more than he has. And he's 12 months you know, removed from winning a title and winning finals MVP. But the injuries have piled up. Both he and Klay Thompson have missed time. That's a big reason why CP3 is in the mix for this Golden State Warriors team. I like the re-signing of Draymond. So, yes, they have, they're have. they a threat. Are they the favorite to win a title in the West? No. And I think when you take a look at these aging teams, whether it's the Suns, whether it's the Lakers, whether it's the Golden State Warriors, you've got teams like Sacramento who are just beginning their window as these aging teams in, in the West are going to beat up on each other. They will make it far. I do not think they will win another title with this group as is. All right, Courtney, last one here on NBA offseason. Respect it or check it. Kyrie Irving will be blamed for Luka leaving Dallas. Respect it or check it? Hey, somebody's going to be blamed for Luka leaving Dallas. I respect it. They have $341 million locked up in their two superstars. That's a lot of money, even for a duo that is supposed to be the best on-court fit that's supposed to elevate Luka. If this thing doesn't go according to plan, they overpaid to retain Kyrie Irving. Let's remember that. He had a fake market. Like, he generated it himself. His agent's a genius. Like, the meeting with the Suns, the alleged interest from the 76ers if Harden were to leave, and he got $40-plus million. If there's anything but we know about Kyrie Irving, the on-court fit is great, the unreliability is an inevitability. So if things don't go according to plan, I think that Luca is going to be more than just one foot out the door because he's done wasting his time for a team that cannot build around him. No, they can't build him around him at all. And I still can't get over they actually did this with Kyrie because <laughs> what happened when they traded for Kyrie last year? Oh, they went from being a playoff team to not. Like, it's that simple. You trade it for this guy to really get you over the hump and get you further in the playoffs, and then what do you do? You end up not making the playoffs. I'm not only going to respect it, I'm going to go Aretha, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. I'm going to respect the heck out of that because when Luca leaves, it's all going to be Kyrie Irving's fault. little respect it or check it here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Straight ahead, 4th of July, competitive eating, hot dogs. It's Mike Rothstein's favorite thing. That's coming up next, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Are you ready to sip from the volcano, to ride the tornado, to make love to the dragon? Are you ready? What in the world was that? <laughs> Did that take place during the weigh-in today ahead of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? No, there there is not a weigh-in. So that There is, is a weigh-in that took there place is? earlier oh, today. I did not Joey know that. Chestnut, Mickey Sudo. They told everybody they're going to break some rules tomorrow during the actual contest that takes place. I apparently, I mean, Mike, Mike, Mike Rostein, Courtney Kernan with you here in Canyon Carlin. I know you cover boxing like a glove for ESPN.com. Uh, I bet the weigh-ins you see have a little bit more intrigue, potentially a little bit more drama. But if you're vowing to break a record of how many hot dogs you could end up eating in this competitive eating contest, that's... um. That's setting the bar pretty high, let me say. Yeah, but it, it kind of happens almost every year. Joey Chestnut goes after it. But what you heard there at the top is the fantastic George Shea. So he is the guy that if you watch the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, he's the guy in the straw hat. He's the guy with the microphone. And that is what he does for his introductions. The entire thing is spectacle, <laughs> Courtney Cronin. It is all spectacle. And honestly, his introductions are the best introductions in sports. If you are, I understand if you're grossed out, if you're disgusted by the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. I understand that. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. However... Tune in for the beginning. You can turn it off before Joey Chestnut shoves 70 or 75 hot dogs in his face. You can turn it off before that. Tune in, if nothing else, for George Shea's introductions because they are a master class in writing. They are a master class in performance. They are fantastic. I, Google, Google it. YouTube it. I love watching it because they are hilarious, but his wordplay is just fantastic, Courtney Cronin. You heard a couple seconds of it there at the top, but then again, I am all about all things competitive eating as someone who won, at one point in my life wanted to eat competitively. Yeah, I now need, I just I need to know a little myself. bit. Okay, I need to know a little bit more about this. So you actually had a goal in mind to do... So, because like, okay. As everybody needs to know, you do have some dietary restrictions. So like, yes. how would this work in the world of competitive eating, eating where it seems like you're just shoving whatever there is on the table in front of you in your mouth? Well, I, I, that's part of why I didn't do it. So the, the long story, very short, because we, have, we only have a couple minutes here, is 
this. So I, a friend of my, a very good friend of mine, Greg Bishop, wrote about a competitive eater. This is about, oh man, almost 20 years ago now, named Eric the Red Denmark. And Greg followed him all over the place. And I had gone with Greg to a couple of the, the Nathan's hot dog eating contests that he had gone to with Eric to, as in writing, it, writing the story and then after, because I would usually go to New York for July 4th. And one night we ended up out with a bunch of the competitive eaters and a couple of the competitive eaters tried to convince me to go on the competitive eating tour because apparently there's some sort of tour. There was at that point in time. This is when it was first growing. Kobayashi was still competing. And they were really trying to sell it to me, but I was like, I can't because I can't compete because of the bread issue. I can't eat gluten. However, then I started looking and there are contests for everything. So I was all about maybe trying to become the coordinating champion of the world <laughs> or the ice cream eating champion of the world. I still believe that I could be the M&M eating champion of the world based off of my ability to eat M&Ms at a horrifically inappropriate clip uh but i yeah i mean i i just find it so so fascinating what they're able to do it's way more sport and way more working out and way more training your body than you would think okay so the training aspect is is what intrigues me and i know that joey chestnut the record i believe right now is, is 76 that's mind-boggling he says he's gonna shatter it so we'll see he's the world's top competitive eater do, do you, since you're the expert here, I'm deferring to you. How does okay. one train to become a competitive eater? Do you? It, it seems that there's a strategy involved here. There, there is a strategy. There's a hot dog the, because it's HBDs, which is hot dogs and buns. And you, <laughs> okay, there's acronyms. HDB, yes. And you have to you soak the hot, the buns in there, and that obviously makes it easier to go down when you're eating these hot dogs and buns. But no, like part of the training is you run, you work out, you train your body, but you're also training your stomach to be able to expand to handle this, so that way you don't have what is called a Reversal, which is obviously, you know, it's use your imagination. Way. Yes, vomiting Throw is it, not fun. It up. Yes, and that would get you disqualified. But there is training involved. At, like there, and Joey Chestnut's talked about it a lot. I highly recommend you go and find and, and learn about it because it is something that you learn how to expand your stomach. There's water involved. It's it's a whole process. And honestly, I have nothing but respect for the competitive eaters because of what they put their bodies through for really what is not a ton of money, but a day or so of fame and a mustard yellow belt. Yeah, I mean, the belt must be worth it because putting your body through such trauma where you have to eat all that in a very quick amount of time does not seem like a joyous experience. Straight ahead is Joel Embiid's window to win a title closing. That's next, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.